0: Boz has spoken. Welcome to the Land of Boz with Jeff Bosley. Hey, what's up everybody? Welcome to the Land of Boz for a Wednesday, July 3rd. And it's Wednesday, so if you don't already know, you're new to the show. If it's been a while, you have... Got to have forgotten because today, Wednesday, is Hump Day. Yeah, Yeah, Hump Day. Happy Wednesday, everyone. Hope everyone's having a good week. Um, I'm getting slowly, slowly better. That's uh, one per week thus far. <laughs> uh, but yeah, welcome back to the show. Um, so, what have I been up to? I thought I'd do a little bit of catching up. Um, I took a trip down south just recently. Um, If you've done your stocking or you've picked up on some hints, um, it was a great, quick trip. Um, I actually flew out one morning and was back the next evening. And uh, I really need to do a very giant public shout out to, um, I'll just use initials, JM. Uh, If it weren't for you, I wouldn't have made that trip possible. Uh, And I mean that literally, I couldn't have done it without you. And so, thanks to this individual, I was able to go down south and visit another individual. (laughs) How vague and nebulous is this? Um, But, and go see another individual, and um, long story short, life has changed in a good way. Um, So, I'm back. Um, A little bit of... uh, You know when like some how do I put it? Like if some giant event happens in your life, it kind of makes you, your focus focused, get back to being laser sharp when there's more at stake or when you just kind of have to, it's just a, forgive me, but it's kind of like a, a, there's no such thing as a good kick in the balls, but like when you get kicked in the balls, you kind of have to go, whoa, reevaluate what's going on. Here's what matters. Here's what doesn't. And so this good, if there's such a thing, good life kick in the balls occurred. And, uh, Got home rejuvenated, stressed, happy, sad, frustrated, driven, focused, distracted, Uh, but it's all good at the end of the day. And so that's what I did. I went down south there and I forgot how freaking hot it was, jeez. I was stationed down south and uh, I forgot one of my great friends, Abby, uh, really summarized the weather in the south by saying, it's like you're in a mouth. And that's exactly what it's like. If there was a way to be in the mouth of something, it's just hot and muggy and miserable. So that's what I was doing. It's like I said, it's a July 3rd. So I have nine days to prep for a giant part of my Jack Reacher shoot. So as soon as I record this, I'm actually going to go to bed because I have a night gig tonight. That sounds really shady, but it's not. Um, And uh, so I want to be rested for that because it's a lot of driving. So it's the opposite of my sleep schedule. So I got to go do that. Oh, there's yawn one. We are off to a good start. So we'll just get moving on. And um, yeah, what is, yeah. (laughs) God. Uh, So yeah, that's been the update. Welcome to the Land of boss for July 3rd okay and moving on so i say it every time i'll be damned if this segment isn't used in classrooms i can't say around the world i know of one teacher in one classroom that uses this segment but since it's summer i don't really know where this is going so this is just for y'all's uh water cooler talk the next day at work so you can you know just kind of sound smarter than everyone else and smug and Smugger, can you be smugger? More smug, but here is today in history. All right, today in history, July 3rd. It's a really boring day, uh, but to ju- blah, July 3rd, 1988, Iranian passenger jet shot down by U.S. Navy. Uh, for those of you who remember this, I was pretty young, but I still. I still, uh, we're off to a good start. Yawn too. Um, we're. Uh, I still remember this, but a um, ran flight six fifty five, a civilian passenger flight from Tehran to Dubai, uh, was shot down by a surface to air missile fired from the USS Vincennes, um, of the U S Navy. The aircraft was destroyed, killing all two hundred ninety people on board, including sixty six children. It had mistaken the aircraft for an Iranian F-14 jet fighter. The jet was flying over Iran's territorial waters in the Persian Gulf along its scheduled route. While the U.S. did not admit legal liability or formally apologize to Iran, it agreed to pay $61 million in compensation to the family of Iranian victims. I actually don't remember those details. Good lord. That's a little not good part of American history. Uh, to Jay, to Jay, let's get that mouth working. That sounds even more gross. But today, July 3rd, 1971. You know, the day destroys the night. night All right. So, do you know what it is? Is it The Doors? Is it Jim Morrison? What is it all about? But today, July 3rd, 1971, Jim Morrison died of an overdose. We lost a lot of the great ones to drugs and probably will still still continue to do so. Uh, Jim Morrison, the lead singer of The Doors, dies of a drug-induced heart attack. Although various stories are given, it is believed he snorted heroin, believing it was cocaine, and immediately suffered heart attack. I did not know that. Um... I can't. (laughs) Good lord. That, uh, the best overdose... Every time I think of overdoses, I automatically think of, uh... Is it Reservoir Dogs? Oh, no, uh, I just blanked. The one with Uma Thurman stabbing and Quentin Tarantino stabs a needle in the dude's chest. Wow, Bruce Willis. It's a famous movie. I'm completely brain farting. Ah, so I gotta look it up. Um, god dang it. Yeah, just a minute. It's the whole music. All right, Pulp Fiction. Duh. Yeah, I always think of Pulp Fiction when I think of drug overdoses. But it was discovered by his girlfriend Pamela. What was her name? Pamela Courson. She helped put him in a bathtub of warm water in an effort to revive him, but it was too late. I don't know where she saw Life Revival Skills School, but she would eventually die of overdose. Jeez, she died of a heroin overdose three days later. Alrighty. And now it's pretty boring. Not to say unimportant, but it's a pretty boring day in history. Um, uh, first Transatlantic Hot Air Balloon, the Andy Williams Show. Oh, this is a great one. July 3rd, uh, 1930. This disaster, this is pretty much how I feel every time I go into this place. God damn it, Archer! Yes, July 3rd, 1930, the VA, the Veterans Administration administration is established to consolidate and administer a system of benefits for veterans and their dependents. If you are a veteran or know family members of veterans or something, you're aware that place is a disaster. So I won't even get into that rant, but it's a disaster. Uh, two years earlier, July 3rd, 1928, was the public demonstration of color TV. That's interesting. So, yeah. Uh, moving on. I find this funny. July 3rd, 1906, Pope St. Pius X formally condemns the intellectual movement within the Roman Catholic Church. I am Catholic, and I still find a lot of my, uh, Catholic heritage, uh, amusing. Ah, this one rings true to home. July 3rd, 1890, the state of Idaho becomes the 43rd state. I didn't realize it was that late in the uh, process of there are 50 states, but uh, July 3rd, 1890, Idaho. I wasn't born there, but I spent the majority of my life in Idaho. Um, the older I get, the ratio is going to flip, but I would say, I mean, kindergarten all the way through high school. I went off to college and came back to college in Idaho, so I have spent a big chunk of my life in Idaho. Uh, July 3rd, 1886, and this is, I found this interesting, the first automobile. So, there's a difference between Henry Ford, I think, and inventing the automobile and actually developing it. There was something to do with patents or whatever. But July 3rd, 1886, Carl Benz, mm -hmm, Mercedes Benz, takes his creation for its first drive in Mannheim, Germany, reaching a top speed of 10 miles per hour. Civil War, the Battle of Gettysburg ends today in 1863 American Revolution, July 3rd, 1775, obviously tomorrow's July 4th. July 3rd, 1754, 20 years prior the French and Indian War. Um, uh, Quebec is founded by French explorer Samuel du Champlain in 1608 and today an idol and yet a Weird passive nemesis is a strong word, but only because of this Jack Reacher thing. Mr. Tom Cruise was born July 3rd, 1962. But in all seriousness, I envy his career, I'd kill to emulate it. I, I, not necessarily his career, maybe, but like his path and how he handles his career. I mean, he gets to do what he wants because of his success. And uh, good, bad, or indifferent, I, I wouldn't mind having that career. Ah. Oh. And then some births and deaths that nobody's ever heard of. Uh, Like I said, Jim Morrison. Yeah, pretty boring day in history. So we'll just call it good and just, uh, we don't want to get too smart. So that was Today in History. And moving on. Like I said, it's going to be an abbreviated show um, because I need to go to bed. But today we got a little bit of fitness chat. Um, All y'all loved our... uh, our Tony, the bro science guy. So Tony's gonna be coming back to today um, to do a little bit of fitness chat. So here is fitness chat uh, with our bro science guy, Tony. Okay, I'm gonna get a Bowflex. I'm gonna commit, I'm gonna get some dumbbells. You know you can't eat dumbbells, right? Okay, yo, my name's Tony, and, uh, for those of you who don't remember me from the last show, I'm a big guy and a big proponent of science that can't be backed by any sort of certifiable, uh, uh, periodical or any sort of collegiate research. I only like things that are on the internet and uh, Instagram. That's where I base all of my decisions. It's the Bible of my life. So if it's in a library or some sort of, you know, scientific journal, eh, it's fake news. Uh, But today I want to talk about um, what you would call like the uh, the before and (sighs) Sorry, Tony's out of, out of breath because I get a lot of my cardiovascular news also from Bro Science, meaning I have no cardiovascular capacity, which means I basically, uh, oh, and by the way, Tony speaks in the third person about himself, but it basically means Tony can't breathe when he gets talking fast like this. Okay Tony's back. Alright so today I want to talk about the uh, the before and after phenomenon that you see on uh, social media. A lot of times trainers or coaches or whatever will show a before and after client and you will see, um, God willing, some sort of progress and now a lot of that is amazing i've seen some amazing photoshop in my day and some of these are stellar like i've seen video before and afters where they photoshopped abdominals on the dude and you can tell it's photoshopped because the abs don't move it's, it's, it's one of the worst Photoshop jobs I've ever seen. Uh, while he's talking, your abs should flex and relax with breathing and various contractions of the obliques and the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the uh, rectus abdominis. They didn't even move. They stayed flexed the whole time. So with that in mind, every time you see a uh, movie where the hero or the heroine, heroine, heroine. Isn't isn't heroin we just uh, overdosed on? Anyway, uh, don't get too excited. You can add abs in uh, uh, programs called After Effects. Anyway, I'm getting sidetracked here. But today I want to talk about the fore and after pictures. Now, a good science dude I follow, uh, his name is Lane Norton. Now, I follow him to know that the exact opposite of everything he says... Is scientifically bro truth so everything he says when he backs it up with science and he can quote and he can and state his source I ignore all that and assume it's wrong because why because Tony is bro science only so he uh, mr. Uh, doctor he's a PhD you know and again that doesn't make him smart PhD pff, I got my knowledge from the internet, no PhD required. So who's the sucker, Tony, <laughs> or or PhDs? I'll tell you what, Tony's not the sucker. But this before and after picture Mr. Norton posted the other day was an awesome, awesome specimen of before and after awesomeness. The uh, female individual, a well known, um, um she's kind of like the the sister science because i got bro science because i'm a boy because i have a peepee. but because she's a girl i guess she'd be called sis science um so we'll look into that uh, so we'll just say sis science and her name um the uh, uh, abbreviations or initials would be uh P- ph and uh, she posted a picture of a before and after of a muscle gain of something like eight pounds in two days something crazy i don't know what it was but it was awesome because it was my kind of science Um, it, it couldn't be backed up by any proof which is awesome and there were no scientific studies that came even close to that rate of muscle gain even counting studies where people used all sorts of gear and steroids Not even they put on as much muscle as this chica in this before and after photo. So, what I'm saying, last week I was saying don't rack your weights. Today, today's lesson is I'm telling you, trust the internet. Yeah, so if you see those too good to be true before and after pictures, or cool pills or creams or good gadgets and wazoo bahookies, Odds are they work and they work wonders because if it if it seems too good to be true it's probably true because it means it works so go get your fancy drinks your detox iced teas your your non-educated social media fitness guys and girls that are Instagram trainers get them to train you because odds are Everything they say is totally real and totally can be not proven by science, which means in my opinion It's real. So that's today's lesson from Tony Trust the internet because if it's there it's real and if it's too good to be true and it seems way super easy it's probably the perfect thing to do so Uh, this is Tony. I'm, I'm sweating. So, uh, I think I'm going to go have a pizza and then wonder why I'm fat. So everyone peace out. Have a good one. Uh, Tony out. Ciao. (laughs) I really think that's my new favorite segment. Uh, everybody's loved it. So, uh, we're just, Hopping right along, this came up on a couple social media posts, and this is for um, you actors or people in the acting industry or Hollywood or, or looking to get into it. Um, these is I got some opinions on some shenanigans with the Atlanta market, if you will. I just went back into Tony a little bit there. Um, I like how Tony's from Chicago. I didn't know I could do a semi-decent crappy Chicago accent. <laughs> but today, let's get into a little bit of actor chat. Well, I'm an actor right so I gotta keep my emotions right at the surface you know all right so for actor chat um, I want to touch on a lot of people when I post stuff say you should move to Atlanta they're making a lot of TV and film there yes that is absolutely true but the roles I want and I don't mean this and a massive disclaimer for anybody that does extra work or background work um, I'm not saying I'm higher than thou Um, It's just, it's kind of like when a doctor wants to be a doctor, there's a point where they quit interning because they've progressed or they've set their own limits on, they've set their minimum on what they're willing to do because they want to move forward. Um, I've done the background work and the extra work and I don't want to do that anymore. Um, So, I mean, that's that. It's just, it's just a goal I've set for myself. And a lot of stunt and background and extra work does exist in Atlanta, no questions at all. But the thing is, uh, when they're casting their um, speaking roles or their main roles, their reoccurring roles, uh, their the roles that are on five or more episodes, uh, especially even their especially their lead roles they cast out of LA offices because all Atlanta shoots essentially have an LA home office. And that's where the casting direction is. If there is, if you, if there is an audition in Atlanta for that kind of role, odds are your Los Angeles agent can still submit you. And, uh, you'll, that's that, but moving there purely for speaking roles in Atlanta, It's extremely risky. I saw this in Colorado, and I no disrespect to anybody out in that market. uh, Fast and Furious, a Johnny Depp movie was shooting through there, and everybody freaked out going, Oh my God, I'm so glad I live in Colorado. I'm going to be in the next Fast and Furious or the next Johnny Depp movie and become famous. No, they bring the cast from Los Angeles. They will cast background and extras and environment and crew and all that locally for sure. Um But you won't. The odds of you getting a speaking role on those gigs is small because they'll cast it before they start even getting to that remote location in New Mexico, Colorado, or Atlanta. Um, Again, there's no rhyme or reason or set facts in Los in the film industry, but consistently, that's what I see. Like, stunt community, for sure. There's so many things being shot in Atlanta. That's perfect because you just stay there and just keep working as a stunt individual. Um, But consistent speaking roles and actual actor work jobs are minimal because, again, they cast out of Los Angeles. I've auditioned for tons of Atlanta-based films and TV shows and English and, and like, uh, films shot in Britain. Um but they were casting out of Los Angeles because it, no matter what, that's the necessary evil place to cast out of the main office is there. The main studio is there. They'll have like a sub branch like the walking dead. It's shot in Atlanta for like 15 years at this point. Um, but the thing is, uh, all the speaking roles and all that are cast out of Los Angeles. So to cancel leases or to up, yourself and move to Atlanta hoping you'll even get an audition for a main role or a speaking role it's a cost risk analysis and it's a massive cost it's a massive risk for very little good payoff Um, so that's kind of my little insight to my opinion and what I've seen consistently work regarding non-los angeles markets Um, so Feel free to chime in, hit me up on any way, shape, or form in social media or for the podcast, and I'd love to discuss it further if you have any questions or things you want to elaborate on or counter-argue. I'm all for it. So, that's that. A little bit of acting chat chat regarding uh, Atlantic markets. And, lastly, I think so. Yeah, lastly. Um, moving on to a little bit of Jeff talking about relationships. Oh my God. Do you believe in life love? Oh, All right. Relate. That just ends. Relationship talk. So, just like anything in life, you. Learn what works and what doesn't when you see what really fails miserably and you go, okay, don't do that again. Or you realize what you thought worked and then uh, you realize it didn't work and uh, then you know what you're shopping for, so to speak. Like let's say you think you want a certain car, you get that car, you realize that didn't work. You know, you you chalk it up in your mental database about, okay, these are the things I didn't like about that car. Don't make the same mistake again. And so one thing I kind of want to pass on, I know three three different uh, guys in this situation. Uh, And actually three guys and one girl going through massive divorces recently, and now they're back on the market, so to speak. Um, And uh, one thing I've been learning is this is going to be a little bit of uh, positive hippie crap from Jeff here. But um, one thing I'm starting to realize is you, <laughs> when you feel that warm and fuzzy or, or that partnership, that's what I think we all need to be looking for in our relationships is a thing that uh, synergizes or is a synergist to your life, not an antagonist. Where it's give and take, ebb and flow. You know, it's it's a fluid uh, existence. Where one person, you know, like this was the same way. In, like when I was in the military, and my my first marriage was, uh, you know, while I was in school training to be Green Braid, my life situation kind of took precedence just because that's the way it was. But then once that settled down, you know, the it the it swung to the other end, and we helped focus on her and her career. So it goes back and forth situationally, but that's the one thing I think I drifted away from after my marriage was accepting substandard uh, uh, partnership, if you will. And uh, if I have any exes, listen to this. It's no disrespect. We learn from each other. There's only only really one ex that I would speak completely ill of, and I, I learned what I don't like based on everything in that experience. So at least I came out of it knowing I didn't like something or you know what things I know never to do again. But other than that, that individual, my past, actually most of my exes are, were good friends. I've been to their weddings. Uh, we still text or communicate on social media. So it's kind of nice. Um, but the thing I think I've done and a lot of people do is the more they go through the relationships, the less, um, I guess, I think we risk being picky And, um, we possibly compromise a lot when in fact we should be doing the opposite. We should be taking that quote unquote list of experiences and lessons learned and becoming that much more picky because as we grow up and have more relationships and become older, we've, um, we've accumulated this bullet list, if you will, of things we know we don't like when you're 18, you're not even sure. But once you get to your forties, That list is crazy long, you know exactly what you want, you know exactly what you don't want, and it's a very good specific list. When you buy your first car, you're not aware of all the options you may or may not like. Once you get to your third, fourth, or fifth car uh, in your life, you've narrowed down and really become um, aware of the specific things you do and don't want in your next car. I don't mean to trivialize relationships by comparing them metaphorically to a car, but it works. So, what I'm saying basically is, use that list that is much longer the older you get or the more experience you get and stay picky uh don't compromise and uh don't get dazzled by shiny bells and whistles keep keep your standards high and um and if you and again i know this is really easier said than done but until you're comfortable with yourself and and are ready to like risk meeting people that don't fall into those standards don't start even remotely looking to get in a relationship and don't kid yourself or sell yourself on stuff because you'll find out you were wrong and then you know two years pass and you're like well what the hell did i do we still get something out of it so kind of a ramble kind of a very non-connected through line there but i guess if i was to sum it up um the biggest thing is is as we progress in our age Keep track of those things that are deal breakers. And for me, the thing I've been learning and I've learned is that and that yin and yang, that ebb and flow of a partnership where it feels like a teammate where if something's going wrong, you both are there to deal with it versus like this cut and dry, black and white. This is yours. This is mine. That's your responsibility. This is my responsibility. That's a roommate. And a lot of us, have had those relationships and in retrospect i think all of us would agree those are horrible partnerships those aren't partnerships uh those are business partners and that's a horrible way to exist so once you find that partnership that makes you feel like somebody's there to got your back uh don't settle don't compromise so a little bit of rambling i don't know if it was worth anything but i am sweating to death because to record this show i have to turn off all my air conditioners so it's really hot in here, so I gotta go, but that was a little bit of relationship talk. All right, wrapping it up. Um, huge thanks to everybody. I've seen a lot of the Bosley for Reacher things. Uh, you can get those hats and t-shirts at americasupply.com. Just do a search for Bosley. There's t-shirts and hats, tons of colors. Um, they're really awesome. And I really appreciate it. I I do get a percentage of that, so I do appreciate the sales. I do appreciate America Supply for uh, working with me and creating a little business partnership there. Um, And I've also noticed a lot of people helping out on, whether it was on Patreon, because that's a monthly thing, or on the Patreon page, there's also ways to especially, particularly help me with the Jack Reacher shoot um, a Venmo and a PayPal and an Amazon connection there on the Patreon page and uh, those donations are going to cast and crew and paying for their food or renting cameras and all that. So I've noticed that. uh, You know who you are. It's massively appreciated, but it's all filtered on the patreon.com page, patreon.com forward slash Jeff Bosley. You can see uh, where to go to Venmo, Amazon, and PayPal and um, those of you who know me know I don't waste time or money or, or excuse the uh, little bit of vulgarity here, but I don't really dick around. Uh, the minute those come through, I automatically know I'm renting a camera with it or paying crew or buying them food or paying for their gas. So that stuff really helps because to make this Jack Reacher thing, it's coming out of my food budget to buy food for other people. <laughs> so it's all appreciated. But... In the meantime, um, I appreciate everything. Hopefully, this show gave you at least a little something to listen to. Um, This has been The Land of Boz for July 3rd. And, yeah, I think that's it. So, go forth, conquer, kick ass, be relentless. Adios.